window And I can't see it all Even if I could, it would all be great But your picture on my wall It reminds me that it's not so bad It's not so bad Talk and I'm Donald Wayne and uh, welcome BP, welcome Moxie and uh, welcome Dennis Lee wherever you are. <laughs> he he may be finishing up his his tall tales. Uh, should be here in a minute, I would imagine. But anyway, welcome to uh, Trice Talk Thursday night, March the twenty fifth, and uh, we got a lot on the. Uh, the calendar for tonight. Of course, I don't know how many people actually got to watch the uh, Biden press conference, if that's what they call it today, but uh, we'll be talking about that extensively. <laughs> well, thanks, BP, for getting that out of the way early because I'm going to try my best not to give him an excuse to uh, use that phrase tonight. But hey, just duck. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to try not to talk about planets tonight. But yeah, we'll be talking about the um, the press conference uh, that Biden held this afternoon and uh, several other things of political nature. Also, and I kind of forgot that Eric is probably on um, Slightly show right now. Uh, of course, Anybody that was in last night heard uh, Eric talk about, uh, and you may have caught him on another show today, but today was Eric Appreciation Day. So uh, we were going to do a little bit for him in, in that regard. But uh, since he won't be here till later, I don't know if we should save that. Actually, let me bring Dennis in here. Hey, Dennis Lee. Hello. Oops, I got you on the wrong speaker here. Let me switch you over to the other one so it won't freak me out. Don't freak you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, you know, it's Eric Appreciation Day, but I forgot that he would be on Slightly's show probably, I don't know what, another 15, 20 minutes? I don't know what time Slightly. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of hard to do a, <laughs> you know, a, a uh, recognition of him if he's not here, huh? Well, this is true. So maybe I guess I need to save some of this stuff that we were going to do early on and wait till Eric joins us in a little bit. Don't well, you know? That, that, don't you know? <laughs> and I want to tell you, I should bring this up because I'll get something started, but, but PP's already mentioned your favorite planet. 
just to get out of the way. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. yes, I, I hate it that I miss that BP, but I'm sure it'll come up again, as the planets often do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> if if you're an astronomer, astronomer. <laughs> oh, I heard those hurt. Uh, well, it, it depends on who's who's doing it. But anyway, <laughs> so all that stuff, and let's see, I got that all at the beginning here. Well, I wonder if we can shuffle down to something else. Uh, I, you probably didn't get to catch Joe Biden's news conference. Oh, shucks. I missed that today. Um, yeah. Well, it, yeah. you didn't miss anything, really. Uh, it wasn't surprising at all, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But okay. that was that was kind of. Uh, and and he funny, did, did he remember where he was? Uh, one time, actually, only one time I can remember he got really lost. Uh, I mean, you could tell he just hit a blank spot, and unfortunately, since I do hit those occasionally, I, I try to give him a little slack for that. But then I'm not the president of the United States, so. <laughs> People don't care if I have a blank spot, but I kind of, I, <laughs> I kind of prefer that he be sharp all the time, you know. Oh, uh, that's right. But we'll we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, hey, Eric. Well, oh, Eric's here. All right, Eric's in the room. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I want to give him the clap or something. I don't know. Let's, uh, uh, or and then an applause. No you really need to rephrase that. <laughs> I mean, the gift that keeps on giving, yes, the clap. Hello, um, Eric. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, how are you, you doing? How you doing? You? Well, slightly just wrapped up, and I was just uh, checking my PayPal account. Uh, oh, well. I mean, uh, Podbean friends have been, been showering me with, with love, of course. But oh, I know nice. I appreciate the love that y'all y- 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 have sent me, like, like for my, for my services here at the show. Well, we, we certainly do appreciate you. I, um, um, you know, I still enjoy the coffee mug y'all sent. Well, um, That's right. there, there'll be some more things coming soon. We, we got some other stuff on the horizon, oh, uh, right. the horizon. but, um, yeah, we were just talking about, Oh, well, since you're over it slightly, we were planning on doing just a little bit of a attention thing for you at the beginning. And then, Oh, well, Eric's not going to be here for a little bit, but oh, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I know I'm usually you're... running late because we have to wrap up, of course. Right. Uh, right. So well, I now, guess Donald Wayne, you can unleash your thankfulness. <laughs> yeah. Well, you missed, yeah. I missed the opening show, uh, which was thank you, but, uh, opening show, opening song. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, there's Joe Biden. It's, 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 it's coming oh, no. out. Did he, did he come into the room? It's coming <laughs> out. Make sure uh, to clear everything out of his way. He'll trip right over it. Um, I tell you, I do like the way he, you know, when he says he's done, he's done. <laughs> he just walks away. And, well, he just walks away, yeah. Yeah, just he like just wanders, wanders off. Uh, Mr. President Biden, you have to come this way, sir. Uh, <laughs> you're not protected over here in this corridor. Uh, I don't know where you're going. Uh, All right. So, uh, again, we were just talking about it's Eric Kirk Appreciation Day, and I'm sure, mm-hmm. like you said, you've been getting love all around today. Um, I thought we'd just start out playing three little thank you songs um, just to get this started, and then we'll, you know, say a few words after that, if that works for you. That works. 
uh let's see if this first one i'm sure you won't let's see maybe did i not do that one? oh i know i know i know i got I, dennis say something for a minute i gotta switch over to something, something? else for the first one something let me see if i can go ahead and get robert in here too oh <laughs> yeah <Get> because <laughs> um because I, I love when y'all t- tease him about um, oh, yeah. you know, how, how are things in Idaho, and he's like, That's Iowa, right. and then, yeah. and also get Laura in here so she can say, what kind of show is this? Oh, yeah. I mean, really? He, she'll, have to, she'll be making money off of that comment right there. <laughs> um, she, she, she definitely owns that. <laughs> Well, I mean, Laura. I mean, she. I mean, she's a hood. I mean, I, you know, but but we enjoy her company. Yeah, no. What, I love what do you Laura. mean by that? That's uh, well, well. I mean, you know, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I do right. like her greenhouse, so well, that's always interesting when she goes to the greenhouse. Greenhouse. You have to listen to the show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, the green. All right. Well, I can probably, I can probably figure that one out. I do have my moments. All right. Here's the first one. Uh, thank you song for Eric. And this one, <laughs> this one is just for fun. I say it is. off a children's children's website so never oh i've never heard that one before no way uh i was Um, looking for something off of sesame street but i that's (laughs) welcome chris all right here's here all right we'll we'll crank it up to uh, another one here let's make sure i don't have that turned up too loud for letting me get up. <laughs> Out of bed, that is. <laughs> oh, well, where are you? 
This was a little more. Alanis Morissette. Oh, you got that? That was pretty quick. I, I, I mainly recognize that. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, the name of the song is Thank You, but it takes her a while to say it. Yeah. Thank you, Consequence. Well, she's so angry. She's always so angry. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Well, let, let's, let's go to Can the, nothing be happy in her life? I mean, really. To, let's go to the One bad relationship and just ruins everything. <laughs> well, her and uh, that, that woman from England. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, the Golden Girls theme song. Travels down the road and back your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say, I hope it always will stay this way. My hat is off, won't you stand up and take a bow? That song was for you, Eric Kirk. Yes, and, and thank you, really, all kidding aside, thank you, Eric. Uh, we, we do consider you a friend, and even uh, before we were able to get back on together on Trice Talk, um, you, you've been great. So mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, you, you've certainly been a big help to us here at Trice Talk, and, and certainly to me. On those few times that Dennis Lee has been in rehab and been out of, I, I'm sorry, I mean, been out of. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm out on assignment. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. There you go. He's uh, been assigned. Remember the right. key word, Donald Wayne, out on assignment? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I it was mean, general knowledge. Yeah, that, I like at the spot too, Jess Duck. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do appreciate it, Eric. And thank you very much for for all that you do to help us put this show on. Um, yeah, that I can't hear that song, that last one, without thinking about the Golden Girls. And uh, I kind of miss that show. Oh, yeah. No, no, Betty White's the only one left at 99 years old, but 
Hopefully next year she makes it to the age of 100. Wouldn't that oh, be yeah. something? I, I think she well, um, I don't know if you remember, you know, Ann Cox Chambers, you know, made it to the age of 100 back in 2019, but we lost her last year on January 31st. Uh, you know, she is the daughter that. of James Middleton Cox, the namesake of WSB TV parent company, Cox Media Group. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, she she was an, a, like a, a former ambassador and she was a philanthropist because, you know, you know, she was one of the richest women in America when she was alive. Well, somebody asked me one time, you know, how do you want to be? And I said, well, that that's actually a moving target. Uh, the older I get, the older I want to, to go. So <laughs> I don't know what a, what a good age is. As long as I'm able to do things and enjoy life and not be a burden to people, I, I, I hope to keep, keep, uh, keep at it. So a hundred. Yeah, that that's feasible. I think I saw today that Clint Eastwood is 90. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's 90. So, uh, I don't know if anybody's real close to Betty, why didn't George Burns? I don't know. Um, uh, he lived to be a hundred. He died back in 1996. I remember. Was, was it just a hundred or 101? He was a hundred. Okay. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the goal. Anyway, thanks Eric. And, um, those songs were for you. Yeah. Um, Dennis, you got something about a, a, you got something about a bear smoking and what? Whoa. Um, hello. Hey, Light Bright. Welcome. <laughs> what, what are the bears doing? Um, oh, I don't know about anybody smoking anything, but yes, we do have a bear story. Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me get to it and get Elon Musk. What are you doing on here, Elon? Get off my screen. Um, he's, he's checking uh, you out. <laughs> I'm checking you out. I'm checking you out. Did you volunteer um, to go to Uranus for him? He didn't want to go there yet. Uh, he liked to he liked to do Mars first. <laughs> um, then he wants to do Uranus. So, um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I don't I don't know if I can come back from that. Um, where? Is it now? Where? Oh, there it is. Thank you. Did Thank you lose you. the bear? I, I did, but he came back. So, yeah, there's a story on Newsweek. Um, there, there was a shock vacationer that fi- found a massive bear soaking in their jacuzzi. Um, a family in Tennessee was surprised to find an unexpected guest relaxing in their hot tub, and it was a wild black bear. Um, according to the Daily Mirror, the incident occurred when Todd Cherboni. <laughs> and his family <laughs> were on vacation in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, I've been there. Were, yeah. Um, uh, going there pretty soon, actually, where they were renting a ski cabin equipped with an outdoor jacuzzi. Um, in a series of videos posted to his Instagram account, Triboni shows what appears to be a black bear walking along the railing that encloses the cabin's outdoor deck. The bear then hops down onto the deck and makes its way towards the hot tub. And I guess he's just like, you know, what the hell? Um, went in Rome. Uh, I, oh, I didn't mean you, Rome. Uh, tentatively, the bear appears to test the jacuzzi's temperature by dipping his big old paws into the water. Um, 
Traboning says it was just having a blast watching the bear immerse its body into the tub. I mean, really, I'm glad I wasn't in the jacuzzi. I, I don't know what he means about that. But as the bear settles into the steaming water, Traboni Tr- continues to express shock at the scene unfolding before him. Um, unbelievable, he says. I th- I, he stole that from you slightly. Um, Gatlinburg is known for incredible views, and his, this cabin is no exception. The soaking bear is seen relaxing against a picturesque backdrop of mountains and trees um, and sipping on some wild honey. But, yes, there is a, there's a picture on Instagram of the bear just chilling out in the hot tub, looking at the scenery, you know. Singing that bare necessities. You know, I I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, yeah, you'll be able to see that on our Facebook page. Um, You know, and it's not the first first time this bear's been reported creating mischief in the Gatlinburg area either. Um, He's been known to actually streak through the neighborhoods um, there in Gatlinburg. So, yeah. you know, you got to be on the watch. Bears, they're just liable to do anything. <laughs> yeah, so. You, you uh, remember our little uh, trip up to the to uh, Gatlinburg? I guess it's been about guess, five years ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Well, and, it's been, has it been longer than that? Or no, and, it's been about seven years all the way. Oh my gosh! Um, time flies. We ate, we went to Bubba Gump's. Wasn't that wasn't that the restaurant we ate at on the? Square? I remember because I had a gimpy leg. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we had to kind of nurse you around the area. But, yeah. uh, well, I had a bottle with me. <laughs> so. It's a beautiful area. It's it's really a neat little town. Uh, yeah. up, in, up in the, uh, I guess it's in the. Smokies, it's in the Smokies. Yeah, I mean, uh, Clingman's Dome is not too far away. As the, <laughs> well, as, don't as bring that one flies. up. <laughs> yeah, well, when you tried to get me married, uh, shotgun style, that's that's great, Donald Wade. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll tell that one one Wednesday, when wacky Wednesday. Yeah, we'll that needs to be a Wednesday story about you and the yeah. and the uh, the. Yeah. 15 year old up in the mountains so hey look um, <laughs> i look i didn't know and it's, nothing happened it sounds kind of weird when you say it like that donald it's, wayne it's legal now I, see what you mean. now I see what you mean when i say you know giving someone the clap now when you say it back to me it sounds kind of weird oh, so. speaking um, of uh, here's robert <laughs> bouncing over here let me let me uh speaking of um, there's mr idaho himself woo! robert Hey, Mr. Clean. Hey, Robert. Glad you could be here. Hello. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yes. Um, how's hey, the Robert. weather up there, Robert? What? How's the weather? It's been raining off and on this week. Uh, is it still cold there? Not as cold. It's starting to warm up some. All right. All right. Well, Good. Oh, yeah. we got rain here too, but I mean, Jeremy went through like the tornado warnings in his part of Alabama. Oh yeah, we, yeah Alabama's been getting smacked around. They had oh, and Bartow tornado. County got a tornado warning earlier today, along with Floyd County. Yeah, well, they said we're not out of the woods. We got until two o'clock in the morning. They say. Oh, you're still under the watch where y'all are at. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Cobb County. Yeah, but yeah, oh, there were seven Cobb. tornadoes in uh, Alabama today, I believe. Was the number so? Yeah, Birmingham got hit again. 
Yeah. Well, I said because of the El Nino this year that um, storms are going to be out of the ordinary. uh, uh, They're going to be extraordinarily strong, which would go into play with everything that's probably going to take place this year at 2021. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. 2020 was like the entree, the uh, the appetizer, and you know now we're waiting for the first course of the seven course meal. Say, Robert, mm-hmm. you you get tornadoes up there in in Iowa, don't you? Yes, we do. I'd hate but, to get uh, hit by. A I mean, it's so, isn't it pretty uh, flat up there where you're at? It is, but luckily that nobody's been hurt. Uh, we haven't had any in my town for. A long time and it could just stay that way well that's yeah, good I mean, can well, you imagine a, a cob flying at that velocity what it could do a what um, Cor- corn cob yeah it could go right through your head well, you, you had that dorito storm last year robert but like i, I remember remember that being a bit a big weather story last year oh that was yeah that was a badass storm uh, you mean the, the snowstorm or what storm are we talking no, about? That windstorm from last summer called the Dorico yeah. or Dorito, whatever, how it's uh, pronounced. Yeah, the, the Doritos. Um, I thought you said Dorito, and I'm thinking Dorito storm. What? <laughs> that, well, up there, Donald Wayne, they have Doritos. Down here, we have a, a, a Derrico or a Dorito. A Derrico is what it is. Yeah, Derrico. If a tornado hit a Dorito factory, I guess it could, you know, distribute oh, them, you know, for miles. But well, Doritos can start a fire, Donald Wayne. That's that's just something I don't even want to think about. I know. Well, hey, I was I was a Boy Scout. I I remember how you. You know, I can. Do you used to start fires with. Cheetos? I can start. A, I can start a fire with a rock and a twig. <laughs> well, no, we 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 didn't have we didn't have the. I uh, I I thought we didn't permit that stuff here on this show. How to start it, well, fires and stuff with that. Well, things. I know it sounds like Donald Wayne's trying to trying to generate an insurrection. Huh? Whoa, what, what, you what, have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the winning word was oh, Dorito. Somebody got buzzed in. I think it's the president trying to call. Um, my goodness. Which one? Uh, well, yeah, what I don't, one? Biden or Harris? I, I don't know. Well, let's, let's put them all on hold and then wait it out. So. Uh, Dennis Lee has all kinds of weird noises that come from his side of the microphone. So, Well, funny, funny story. None of that came from my side just now. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, it's probably Robert then. Um, whoever had the ding um, and then someone <laughs> had the had the vibe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was me. Oh, oh you, okay. You, All right. Oh, you were dinging. Well, you know, nothing the pre- against it. The president's looking for you. Oh, my goodness. And um, what did I do? He's just trying to shore up. Yeah. Well, we're not. He's trying to sharp his boat. boat. His, his shorts. I don't know. Boy. No. I, oh I, boy. Sure. S H O R. Donald Wayne, don't you have to dither your slither or something? <laughs> I've been dying to say that. Oh, I, saw I it. bet you. You know, and I just, I just put that on there for you. So you would say that, and I, I have mean, it means I've nothing. Been it's staring nothing. at it, just like I just can't wait, um, like it was Christmas morning. <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. I just put that so you would say it and there's nothing to it at all. So you can just go on to your next one. And oh, okay. Well, there, there you go. I, I love that little, song, BP. Uh, that's a good song. A little um, early for Christmas, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, Easter's coming up. Um, oh, yes. Um, in two weeks, I believe. <clears throat> well, good, good Friday is next Friday, is it not? Well, Palm Sunday is, is coming up this weekend. Uh, and, of course, the Passover is next week, I believe. Goodness, it's coming so fast. I have to get an Easter Easter basket. Um, I'm just going to throw my eggs in the yard and see what happens. <laughs> well, um, hopefully, Crazy Kane well, will be back on Podbean after Easter, the, after his 40-day hiatus. wonder why the HOA is at your door. <laughs> oh, they, they'll, they'll like me even less. And throwing his webos. Huevos out in the middle of the yard. Uh, I just don't think that's allowed. Uh, it took me a second to realize what you were saying. When <laughs> you said my huevos. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. That's oh, Spanish boy. for eggs. All right. That's, that's, I mean, I can, you know. I can, I can roll with that. So what? Okay. So you, you um, have to blast something or? Yeah, actually. Um, well, no, where did that one go? Um, yeah, the... Uh, there's a there's a report that um, eludes me. No, the <laughs> U.S. had a plan. Did you know that the U.S. had a plan in the 1960s to blast an alternative Suez Canal through Israel using 520 nuclear bombs? 520. That's uh, that didn't even make sense. It doesn't. But that goes to show you what kind of drugs they were taking back in the sixties. <laughs> well, um, was that the Johnson men, Johnson? Well, <laughs> I mean, allegedly, um, the U.S. considered a proposal to use five hundred and twenty nuclear bombs to carve out an alternative to the Suez Canal through Israel in the nineteen sixties, according to a declassified memorandum. Now. There's going to be all kinds of declassified stuff coming out this year, so just get prepared for it. <clears throat> the plan never came to fruition, but having an alternative waterway to the Suez Canal could have been useful today, um, you know, with that stupid cargo ship stuck in the narrow path and blocking one of the world's most vital shipping routes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, yeah. I saw uh, that. Just, just yeah. like she's uh, been, where, I need to give her. Uh, she's been. Uh, well, yeah, we've t- we tainted. We have tainted Jess Duck. We have officially tainted Jess Duck. She's, she's been watching DP <laughs> too much. Oh my goodness! That but was a good one, a, Jess. I have a question about that. Okay. All right. So if you're if you're using nuclear bombs to blow holes in the earth so you can dig a canal, I mean, what's what's the uh, shelf life on that radiation? Is it is mm. it a uh, hundred years? Or? I mean, at least a hundred years. You know. I mean, what good would it do to create a canal with nuclear bombs and then um, you couldn't use it? Uh, well, you know, uh, again, uh, the thinking back in the 60s is different from today, somewhat. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, according to the 1963 memorandum, which was declassified in 1996, the plan would have relied on 520 nuclear bombs to carve out the waterway. 
The memo called for the use of nuclear explosives for excavation of Dead Sea Canal across the Negev Desert. The historian Alex Willerstein called the plan a modest proposal for the Suez Canal situation on Twitter on Wednesday. Um, the the memorandum was from the U.S. Department of Energy backed uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. It suggested that an interesting application of nuclear excavation would be a sea level canal 160 miles long across Israel. Did they learn nothing from radium? Um, apparently not. So uh, conventional methods of excavation would be prohibitively expensive, the memo said. It appears that nuclear explosives could be profitably applied to this situation. Now, the disturbing word is profitably. <laughs> um, when you're talking about detonating 520 nukes to make a hole. Um the memo added that such a canal would be a strategically valuable alternative to the present Suez Canal and would probably contribute greatly to economic development, but no one would be able to use it. Yeah. Um, you know, let alone one nuke. Um, no telling how long. I mean, you know, just never. Well, it's a, it's a nice looking hole, but uh, don't get near it. Um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> And I'm sure okay. that's not the first time Louis said that. Um, no, I, uh, that must have been Johnson. <laughs> it had to be Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the laboratory noted that there were 130 miles of virtually unpopulated desert wasteland, so apparently it was already expendable, and are thus amendable to nuclear excavation methods. Again, look at the thoughts process back in the 60s. Uh, the crude pre preliminary investigation suggested that using bombs to create a canal through Israel appears to be within the range of technological feasibility. Um, how does that even sound right? Jeez. Uh, well, I obviously, mean, it, it wasn't a very good idea because they've never mm -hmm. done it and uh, it hasn't ever come back up again, hopefully. Well, you know, the, the memo came as the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission was investigating using peaceful nuke Peaceful, again, the words they're using in here, peaceful nuclear explosions to dig out useful infrastructure that would be contaminated. Um, <laughs> there were also plans to use this method to dig out a canal in Central America, Forbes reported. Um, but the PNE project remained experimental after the U.S. found that 27 experiments with PNEs heavily irradiated uh, the landscape. No, really? Oh, you think? What about the, the, the fish and, and <laughs> all, well, all the you know, sea life? And I mean, it's just well, now you got to you got to see that they that once they declared it a wasteland and we'll never be able to use it, um, then it doesn't much matter that we radiate the whole place. You know, it's not like that radiation goes anywhere else in the world. And we um, trust these people with the the, the codes? Um, yeah, we've been trusting them for a long time. Well, you know, I don't know. Trust is the right word. Uh, they've been employed with the codes for a long time. How about that? So, But, yeah, that was a very interesting <laughs> story of uh, how you make a hole. I would recommend it. And three-eyed um, fish. According yeah. to BP. I mean, really. <laughs>
Okay. Well, uh, the government never ceases to amaze me. What, you know, just imagine if we had free access to everything they were trying to do all the time. Right. <sighs> okay. I guess, uh, do you, you have a, this day in history? Well, Donald Wayne, I'm so glad that you asked. Um, there is a day in history, and it's <laughs> today. Today is no different, Donald Wayne. <laughs> um, oh goodness, but we're not going to use that one. Uh, apparently, I had the wrong one up here. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, that uh, that just won't do. Um, uh, oh no. So there wasn't okay. a day in history. There we go. Yeah, actually, let's go and use this day right here. On in 1955, March 25th, U.S. Customs seizes copies of Allen Ginsberg's Howl. The U.S. Customs Department confiscates 520 copies of Allen Ginsberg's book Howl, which had been printed in England. Officials allege that the book was obscene. Oh, but it's okay to use 520 nukes to blow a hole. <laughs> um, City Lights and Publishing Company and Bookstore in San Francisco, owned by poet Lawrence Ferngetti, proceeded to publish the book in the fall of 1956. The publication led to Ferngetti's arrest on obscenity charges. Ferlinghetti was bailed out by American Civil Liberties Union, which led the legal defense. Nine literary experts testified at the trial that the poem was not obscene, and Ferlinghetti was found not guilty. How, which created a literary earthquake among the literary community when Ginsburg first read the poem in 1955, still stands as an important monument to the countercultural fervor of the late 1950s and 60s. Ginsburg stayed at the forefront of numerous liberal movements throughout his life and became a well-loved lecturer at universities around the country. He continued to write and read poetry until his death from liver cancer in 1997. Oh, I encourage you to look that up because I have never read it. 1955, March 25th, this day in history. I wonder if he was a beatnik. You, well, need, you need to know what a beatnik uh, is? I do, yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Now, yeah. it was just the precursor to the hippie. Uh, I think it was well, yeah. a hip a hippie without drugs. A hip, a hop, a hippie, hippie, hop. Don't stop for rock. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, they've got some of those uh, holed up in a park out there in Los Angeles. But, anyways, that's a whole other story. Um, Beatniks or hippies? Uh, both, I believe. Both. Mm, okay. Better have glaucoma. I do. I do. <laughs> um, well, you ready for me to get the boys out, Donald Wayne? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm always ready for that. Okay. Well, let me, let me wake them up. Here you go, boys. Let's start the year off right. February. Oh, 
march you right down the aisle. All right, we only have three again this time. It seems like it's a we're we're actually hitting the cycle where we're on those days where there's not twenty different items. So that's probably a good thing. Well, remember, um, it's not today, folks. It's tomorrow. Yes, it's this is yesterday. This this it's, is hello. Well, you know what? Oh, oh, these are for today. Are they? I I'm, I missed I missed the mark. Yeah, I'm I was just shocked. looking at that. At least it. Well, I can't really open that up to make sure. Well, anyway, it's it's a calendar day either for today or tomorrow. Well, you know, <clears throat> just take your pick. Uh, it was National Epilepsy Day Awareness Day. I'm sorry, okay. uh, which that aims to increase the public's knowledge of a neurological condition affecting nearly 50 million people worldwide. It's also known as Purple Day. I didn't realize that, but people are encouraged to wear purple in support of epilepsy awareness. I didn't know that either. Uh, it's the first time I ever heard of that. But, um, of course, that's a neurological condition. Epilepsy, golly, you can't even say it, impacts the central nervous system, causing seizures and other symptoms. Uh, the types of seizures vary depending on the causes of the type of epilepsy, um, but it is highly treatable. So, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's still a bad thing, a bad condition to have, but there are uh-huh. effective treatments for it. So much better than it used to be. Right. Uh, it's also on a lighter note, national nougat day. I'm, I beg your pardon. It's nougat day. Oh, nougat. Okay. <laughs> Nugget or nougat? Um, I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. I mean, um, this celebrates a soft and chewy or sometimes hard and crunchy candy. Oh, wow. What is that? Found, <laughs> found at the center of a candy bar. It's it's uh, the nougats made by whipping egg whites together and adding honey or sugar, roasting nuts and sometimes candied fruit. Some say nougat has been a sweet treat since ancient Rome. There's a lot of stuff we can trace back to ancient Rome. Um, it's enjoyed both as a candy, all on its own, or you can pair it with chocolate or other flavorings. Varieties of nougat are found in. Can you name three nougat bars, Dennis Lee? Um, Snickers. Is that a nougat? Okay, that's a nougat. Um, uh, 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 well, uh, three musketeers. Is that a nougat? That's a nougat, right? Uh, And, uh, I mean, that's all I really like. A Mars (laughs) bar. How about a Mars bar? Isn't that a nougat? Uh, Yes. Okay. A Mars bar. Uh, did you say what? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Mars bar is a, is a nougat. Yeah. Okay. I thought you'd already said Mars bar. You said Snickers, M- Milky Way and Mars. All right. Where, where am I? Uh, <laughs> how about zero? You ever heard of the zero candy bar? I, I do like a zero bar. Um, yeah. We only get through about halfway. Those are super sweet, but they're oh so good. That white milk chocolate. Um, how about yeah. salted nut rolls? Well, I don't know that that's a nougat, Donald Wayne. It says uh, that it's a nougat. It's on here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's 
Uh, how about Reese's Fast Break? Have you ever heard of that? What is that? And I don't know. I've never had a fast break. Uh, Reese's Whips. Have you ever seen those? Um, um, nay, nay. Um, I don't. Nay, nay. Uh, I've I never. Know. All right. Well, and and the last one on the list, and and the last one on the list. I'm going to have somebody else tell us about that one. If this works right. Andy Martin. What you do now? Look, I got a baby Ruth, sir. Uh -huh. I understand. Uh -huh. And now, final to this I'm going to you, okay? <laughs> Sounds like a bad night after going to Checkers. I don't know. So, what movie is that from? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hey, you guys, um, the Goonies. That's the what Goonies. that's from, Donald Blaine. The Goonies. The Baby Ruth scene. <clears throat> yep. yep. That's uh, that's a good one. That's that's a fun one. Anyway, so that was the last of the uh, nougat bars on that list. Um, but if you think you see a baby Ruth in a swimming pool, please don't try to pick it up. Uh, yeah, I was going to do that one from Caddyshack, but that one's not as, I mean, no. there's really not a whole really, lot of yeah, you have to audio see to it. <laughs> you have to see it. You have to see the lady fainting when he picks it up and eats it after he drains the pool. Yeah. All right. The last thing on the list is something healthy, and it's uh, National Spinach Day. And it uh, reminds us of the health benefits packed into this leafy green vegetable. Uh, I'm surprised they're not canceling Popeye since you mentioned in spinach. Um, well, yeah. there's probably a reason for that. Um, it's uh, spinach is an annual plant, and I didn't know this, but spinach grows natively in Central and Southwestern Asia. Um, thought really? to have thought to have originated in ancient Persia, Arab traders carried spinach into India and then later introduced it into ancient China. China. And actually, <laughs> I China. Have, I, <laughs> oh, China, 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 China. Thank you, President Trump. We appreciate that. Um, anytime we can get you into the show. Oh, well. China, 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 China. You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. 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 Because China. 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 Chicken so, to China, the Chinese chicken. Bling, 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 so bling, bling, bling. every time you say the word China, then Donald Trump's going to jump in there and 
So we'll okay, have to well, that's kind of like phenomenon. Uh, phenomenon. <laughs> do, do, do. Okay. Uh, so anyway, it it it's uh, grown in China as well. Well, I mean, so. All right, that's it. Wake the boys up. Okay, well, oh, they're over here. They're into the spinach again, Donald Wayne. Hold on a second. <laughs> when you smile, oh yeah, yeah, my heart's in a world. I love, I love, I love my little calendar girl. Every day, every day, every day, every day of the year. Very good, boys. You just take five over there in the corner. <laughs> Open the window, though. I mean, I'm going to get a contact high. Okay. Uh, I wish I wish I'd, I wish I'd thought about that uh, Popeye thing, you know, for the spinach. That would have been yeah, to get, get the Popeye the Sailor Man song. <clears throat> yep. All right. So if we're rolling along here, how we got? Yeah. We're doing all right. Um, so I did watch the so-called press conference today oh. with uh, Mr. Alert. You know, you'll never get that time back, Donald Wayne. I know that that was a little <laughs> over an hour of my life that it was painful at times, but I really thought I, I should try to just see what he has to say or how he says it. Um, and he didn't really disappoint. I actually think the first 10 minutes is like he must have drank one of those caffeine drinks, you know, that gives you all that boost and energy. And then it slowly kind of. Just disappeared as he got further into the press conference. Well, yeah, they had to keep him on a straight up uh, drip on that one. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, I didn't see any hoses connected to him or anything. <clears throat> well, they don't. That's what they don't let you see, Donald Wayne. Um, um, you look behind that podium, no telling what you'll see. But you know, I mean, obviously, we we've heard for days that all the questions are going to be given in advance. So he was, you know, prepping for this press conference and, and he had his note cards and he spent probably, I would say, you know, maybe two thirds of his time looking down anytime he was trying to answer a question. I mean, it was, it was a considerable amount of time and you could actually see that he was reading a lot of his responses. So, you know, it was pretty well, uh, pretty well set up to his advantage. I think he only took 10 questions if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if anybody else in here watched it today or was brave enough to watch it unless, uh, slightly still here. And he saw it. Did you see it, Eric? Eric's okay. Well, anyway, um, sorry, come again. Of course, a couple of times Biden lost his train of thought. I mean, he just kind of disappeared altogether. He was asking and, if you you saw the um, Biden press conference today, uh, Eric. I don't think I have. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, it's it's not a great great watch by any means, but the only reason I watched it is so I could, you know, just see how it would go and uh, just have something to talk about. Um, as far as you know. The, the way he answered questions and how much of this he would blame on Trump today. I mean, um, you know, at the, at, towards the end of the press conference, when he was asked, did he admit to somewhat planning on running again in 2024? And I thought that was kind of an odd question to ask a guy that's barely made it through 60 days. 
Um, but he indicated that, uh, he was, it was in his thought process that he was going to run again. So, um, and then somebody asked him, I think it may have been the same person if he planned on making Kamala Harris his running mate again. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, she's doing a good job. Yes. Uh, so, so there it is. He's, he's announced that he may run again in 2024. Um, he didn't really reference <clears throat> Kamala Harris that much, except when he was, at least to my, uh, memory, except in talking about the border and that he's going to send her down there, uh, or she's going to be in charge of the border response. Um, he did take a couple of questions about the border that I thought were somewhat tough or tougher than I expected them to be because they were really pressing him on the conditions down there and why they were not allowing people, uh, you know, reporters to get in there in those facilities and, and see the conditions. And he more or less said, well, as soon as we, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not his exact words. He said, as soon as we get our plan in motion, then we'll start letting uh, people have access and there'll be full transparency. Well, I, uh, what about transparency right now when, uh, when the report is there's some horrible conditions in those facilities, but um, he's not going to let people in there at this time. So in other words, they're going to clean it up a little bit and then they're going to let people go down there and see how wonderful they've been treating everybody. Right. I, I think basically what, what, what you're with, with the deal with transparency is concerned is they really do not want transparency. They want opacity, which is the opposite of transparency. Right. But, but, you know, it's hypocritical to stand up there mm -hmm. in front of the American people and say, yeah, we're, we're going to be transparent, uh, when we get this set up the way we want it set up. Right. And, and of course, everything was Trump's fault as far as the border is concerned. Um, let's see. What They're are, basically just wanting to put up a front basically, you know, to pretend er, er, everything's fine when we know that couldn't be further from the truth. Well, he made statements that, you know, the illegal border crossings are no worse today than they were during at times during the Trump administration. Oh, give me. A um, yeah. And he said um, and then he was pressed pretty hard about the children and, and why we're allowing so many children to come across unaccompanied by adults. And mm -hmm. uh, he said, well, you know, unlike the Trump administration, we're not going to let these children sit in Mexico and starve to death. So there were several times that he took some stabs at, at, at Trump and, and his administration and handling of Mexico. Um, he did say that a majority of the, um, what did he say? Non-adults that are coming across seem to be teenagers in the 12, 14, 16 age range. Right. And, um, you know, they're allowing them to stay and they're going to be putting them in facilities around the country. And what um, about the ones who are coming across with COVID? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I heard today that the COVID numbers are, are getting uh, uh, above a thousand. What, yeah. Was it, what did oh, you hear? So far, 300 and like 320 kids. Oh, well, I heard show, a thousand uh, kids or individuals. Well, just individuals all together. Yeah, the not, kids, not so kids. The 320 kids have COVID. They've isolated. 
Um, you know, I've got a question. Why do, you know, they're talking about these wristbands and, and these kids supposedly have phone numbers or other personal information on these wristbands, which some people say it, it's the coyotes that are doing that or the, or the cartels so they can keep track of these people as they move them up through the country. Um, some people say, well, that's also, so they tell these people that are, you know, moving North and going into the, uh, coming into the country that, you know, Hey, we still, we still have access to some of your family down here. So this is what we need you to do. So you hear all kinds of stories about those wristbands, but, um, Biden, somebody asked Biden today about, you know, a lot of these wristbands have phone numbers on there. How quickly are we calling these phone numbers to try to establish if these children have relatives in the country already. But um, he said, we, you know, we're, we're ramping that up as we speak and we're trying to start calling these people faster. But first we have to establish whether or not these people at these phone numbers are actually somebody legit. That's, that's really their family member or is it, is it some, um, uh, what do I want to call it? He, he didn't call it anything, but something, some illegal operation to, you know, distribute these kids around the country. Um, but I wonder why, cause he was alluding to the fact that some of these kids probably already had parents in the country. And I'm just wondering how that worked, why the parents are here and why the kids weren't here. So, you know, that question wasn't asked. Um, and of course, like I said, Biden blamed Trump for doing away with programs that were in place during the Obama administration, which Biden was saying would have prevented all of this stuff from ever happening in the first place. Um, he did not talk about the wall. He was not asked about the wall. Uh, he was not asked, at least in my memory, about the COVID situation or <clears throat> Um, but I think he did give a little bit of update on, on a few things before he actually started taking questions. Um, he also blamed Trump and, and, and I've heard a lot of this, uh, you know, claimed as false, you know, after the press conference today, but he said that Trump stopped sending money to those Central American countries that, uh, Obama had been sending down there in order, supposedly that money was supposed to help their economies that, you know, so they can, you know, kind of, uh, make life better for the, their own citizens. And they wouldn't have a, a desire or a need to come up into the United States. But I remember Trump talking about that a couple of years ago and talking about, well, yeah, they did stop just giving that money away to these countries because they, they discovered that they were not really using it for the good of the people in their countries. It, it was going to, you know, the, the political ruling classes in these countries. So, uh, yeah, maybe Trump did stop saying that, but I know towards what was that a year or so ago, he started uh, making arrangements with them again to give them money if they would do things to, uh, keep their people in their, in their own countries. So, Biden said that was something that Trump did that, that caused the problem. Mm. Uh, let's see. What else did he say? He said the immigration number. Biden said that Trump did not provide any assistance to those countries that were affected 
or devastated by the hurricane that crippled that region. Was that hurricane last year or 2019? I don't remember now. I think it was 2019. Was it 20 that long ago? Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know whether that's true or not. I haven't heard anything about anybody disputing that, but he said that was another thing. The region was so devastated by those hurricanes or that hurricane that swept through there uh, that a lot of those people, you know, didn't have anything left. So that was another reason they were coming up here. Um, Biden also, I, this, this was, I thought was interesting. Biden claimed that the polling data states that he is uniting the country. Has anybody seen that information across the wire that Biden, I mean, everything that I see is, you know, we hate conservatives. Uh, we hate white people. And uh, we're going to take every means of communication away from you. So I don't know how you call that unity, but um, that's what he said. He said mm. polls, his polls indicate that he is uniting the country. He also said that he believes or he has information to say 50% of Republican voters now support his policies. Now, I don't know if that's Mitt Romney and, and anybody that, that was in Mitt Romney's class, but 50% of Republican voters support what Biden is doing. I don't know how anybody feels about that. Um, I, I don't think I can count myself on that train. Hmm. And out of uh, the rabbit hole. I just jumped out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's see what, what other... Very good, Lord. Very good, Lord. <laughs> Biden also insinuated that Trump backed down to China. Um, he did... Of course, you know, the, the funny thing is these people will always make these statements, but there's never any, any kind of backing to their statements. They just... He throws this out there, and then it's, it gets left. And, of course, there's nobody in the press. They... Uh, did not call on, um, uh, not Steve Ducey. Uh, what's the other Ducey? Peter Ducey. They didn't call on Peter Ducey today. Fox news. Uh, he was not, he was not allowed to ask any questions. Uh, he was shunned. <laughs> and they They're were basically making, being selective as well. We making fun because Fox was saying, well, he's the tallest guy in the room. There's no way that they couldn't see him, but if he wasn't on the list, he wasn't going to get called on. Um, Biden talked a lot about infrastructure jobs and how bad, how bad a shape the country is in as far as bridges. He was giving numbers about how many bridges need repair in this country and how many roads need repair. And, uh, then he even went so far as kind of into the green new deal thing. He started talking about all these commercial buildings that need, uh, to be, uh, what, do, what would we say? Not weatherized, but um, they need work, you know, to make them more energy efficient. You know, at one time, I think I remember in the uh, plan, the Green New Deal, they were talking about hiring people to go in and start caulking everybody's homes, you know, seal up gaps and and cracks and things and oh, wow. uh, and commercial buildings. You know? <laughs> so that that would be, you know, a fun job. That's a lot of gaps. Um, that's, that's an awful lot of cracks, but uh, that's a that's a cock ready job right there. C A U L K. C A U L K. 
Um, so he talked a lot about that. And then he said, all these people have lost their jobs, you know, in the oil and, and, and the gas uh, industry, you know, these are jobs perfect for them. They can just, they can just move over to this field and it'll be plenty of work for them. And I think I got on that little wagon the other night talking about, you know, they, they, they say we need all these farm workers and why we need so many immigrants coming into the country. But uh, just think about the, the construction jobs you see and how, how many, you know, what, what is the normal, I mean, most of the laborers on construction jobs are not typically um, American citizens or people who used to work in the oil industry, I would say. I mean, go down that road. So um, a lot of these infrastructure jobs that they're talking about are going to be purely labor jobs. Now, you know, the, the construction companies and so forth that'll get these jobs, you know, they'll make some money and, and there will be some people, you know, in the, in the office end and the supervisor end. But a lot of it's going to be labor intensive. And you think they're going to be hiring the most expensive labor they can get? No. So, yeah, more, more, uh, more misinformation coming from him on those kind of things. But, yeah, we're all supposed to look forward to those days when all these green new jobs are going to be real uh, fruitful for those of us who need work. Yeah, I say, hey, Joe, how much are you making going in and caulking houses? Uh, <laughs> you know, well, they're not giving me the $15 an hour. I'm making ten fifty. Um, you know, I mean, really. Well, if you're not on the books, you're not going to have to make $15 an hour. Well, so you're going to take a guy that was, uh, you know, a guy or a, a guy or gal that was working on an oil rig, making over six figures, and tell him, well, you know what? We got something better for you, buddy. You're going to be putting up uh, solar panels and caulking houses. How does that sound <laughs> to you? Uh, oh, no. Well, the pay is not going to be as much, but, you know, you'll have a job. Yeah. That's you right, got BP. Caulking ain't easy. Um, <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know how to caulk a straight line? <laughs> I mean, really? You're going to have to wet your finger. I mean, there's a lot involved. Um Oh yeah, yes. I mean, I, I'm a good caulker, so I've well, I've, yeah. I've, I've been, I mean, <laughs> I've been caulking a good portion. They're going to have to caulk inside and outside the house slightly. I mean, there's a lot of gaps we got to fill in this country. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious! Yeah. So, oh, oh my! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Scandalous! Um, get your head out of the gutter, Dennis Lee. Uh, <laughs> Or get it out of somewhere. <laughs> so, um, just a couple more things here. Let's see. Oh, he was um, he was asked about the filibuster. They they spent a little bit of time on that towards the end of the news conference, and and um, asking him whether he supported eliminating the filibuster. And he, I again, I can't do an exact quote because I can't take notes that fast, but. He said something to the fact that the filibuster is a relic from racist times. Well, I just heard on um, Tucker Carlson this evening that um, that the Democrats used the filibuster over 200 times last year. So what does that say? Well, it, it, when you tie Democrats in. It sounds very like so underreported much. to me. Yeah. <laughs> But yet they want to get rid of it now because 
it's 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 not to their advantage to have it and now they're and and i guess that they figure if they label this the filibuster a racist issue that uh uh, that'll make it easier to get support to get rid of it. But a lot of the people in that room today, a lot of the reporters that that answer, uh, asked that question, they, they seem to be wanting to see it disappear so the Democrats can, you know, maneuver around these bills a lot easier. Um, it sounds like uh, Congress is wanting to, um, you know, make the filibuster the latest casualty of the so-called cancel culture of course uh it's 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 holding them back but i think they they want everything to be nuclear option you know from here on out but it's hypocritical if i mean somebody Mm -hmm. ought to jump right in there and say and i wish somebody had been there to say that well then if it's if it's uh racist then how come the democrats used it over 200 times last year oh well i I, you know you know that was a different circumstance there yeah yeah, of course. Uh, he also called. Uh, they asked him about uh, some of the states that were making efforts to change their uh, voting laws. Uh, you know, Republicans, they were saying, pushing to change the voting laws to make it harder for people to vote. Now, of course, I uh, just saw today that Georgia, uh, the governor did sign our bill to change the voting uh, laws here in Georgia. So I, I don't know the, all the specifics to the bill, but it is signed. So uh, we'll see how that works out. But that was probably one of the reasons that uh, initiated that question today. And uh, so Biden called Republicans deplorable and despicable for wanting to take voting rights away from American citizens. Oh, deplorable. Oh, well, that sounds like a, uh, a voice from the past. How about that? Was, was that oh, yeah. Hillary, Hillary Clinton that said that? Oh, yeah. That? Oh, yeah. Basket of deplorables. I, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. How much is a basket of deplorables, Hillary? Um, <laughs> and he, he thought it was a, a shame that, that people, you know, they're trying to limit um, mail-in voting or, or absentee voting. I mean, I tell you what, after last year's fiasco, you know, they're in love with with the way things were last year and any, any effort by Republicans to, to tighten that up, they're going to call it voter suppression. So we might as well be prepared for that. But um, yeah, so we're, you know, if, if you support some of this legislation, the Republicans are doing in the individual States, then you're a deplorable, despicable person, human being. Um, And that's, pretty much it i think that was like i said he was only i believe he was only asked 10 questions and um and there were several references to you know again going back to the uh, people coming across the border and why so many people are coming in and he said well they they tell me you know it's because i'm such a nice guy that uh, all these people want to come to america now Really, Joe, are you going to put them up at your house? Are you going to let them stay in the White House? What difference does it make if you're a nice guy? Well, you know, when that June, when that uh, UFO report is uh, declassified and finally uh, posted in June, we'll find out that he's actually one of the lizard people. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say he's from Uranus. Oh, well, no, but, uh, you know, there, there is another report that says, um, <laughs> maybe it's Kamala that's from Uranus. Oh, Kamala. 
<laughs> um, my goodness. So that, that's pretty much it. I, you know, he. Right, BP? He's provoked it. What? Yeah, I know. Well, you started it, BP. You, I mean, right oh, out of the box. Oh, 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 you you right. mentioned it earlier on, and I can't get it out of my head now. So. I just, Uranus. I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I, like like this talk about you know when Hillary called Trump supporters the basket of deplorables. Do you remember when John McCain called Ted Cruz a wacko bird? And oh, and I loved how you know Ted Cruz just mocked John McCain after that with a wacko bird hat. Oh, yeah, man. I remember that. Well, yeah. but, well, I mean, so, somebody need to mock it. Well, if if you get a chance to watch any of the clips of it, I mean, it's 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 kind of interesting in the in the fact that he basically deflected anything that was bad that's happening right now to Donald Trump, and uh, he he caused all of that. And of course, we've seen that with his conversations about the the vaccine and all the credit he's taking. Now he's what he's promising to to vaccinate two million people, two or two hundred million people. What what's the number? Two hundred million people. How, how many was he, he upped the number anyway, you know, it was going to be a hundred million. And, um, I think it's, it's just, he's, he's all over himself about what he's done with the, uh, the vaccination program. Uh, it's it, if it wasn't for Trump, he wouldn't have a vaccine to, um, to be using for vaccinations. So, all right, I'm through with Joe Biden. And uh, hopefully I won't have to watch another one of these. Uh, oh, well, I'm sure they're coming up. Uh, oh, no. No. I, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be using I, facts. Or whatnot. I don't, don't expect to see him for about a week. Yeah, he's going to get he's got to get rejuvenated. Uh, I think he's going to suck the souls out of some more people he's got in his chamber. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got a, I've got a story um the the uh washington examiner says uh sorry democrats but biden really is to blame for the border mess it was posted about a day ago by eddie scary and i'm sure he's probably a nice guy scary um, eddie scary eddie yeah poor guy uh oh el gato hey homeboy uh, the Democratic National Committee on Wednesday sent out an email to supporters and the media with the absolutely laughable claim there's no migrant surge due to Biden administration policies. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, to back up that assertion, the DNC quoted the an op-ed that ran on Tuesday in the Washington Post. The three writers of that piece, it understandably takes more than one person to carry this much water from the Biden administration wrote that they uh, analyzed monthly customs and border protection data from 2012 to now and found no crisis or surge that can be attributed to the Biden administration policies. Then um, it goes on to say that's weird. The Washington Post itself has found plenty of data that shows the obscene tsunami of dis destitute Mexicans and Central Americans flooding into the country is a direct result of Biden being in the White House. Just last month, the Washington Post reported that Biden's 2020 election victory drew cheers from migrants stranded in squalid, freezing refugee camps in Mexico, and some rushed across a bridge in the border city of El Paso while chanting his name. 
the paper added that uh, unlike Trump, those tough talk, uh, um, whose tough talk of, of an immigrant crackdown led to record low border crossings in his first months in office, Biden has arrived as the numbers are rising. A Biden for President 2020 flag is literally flying in a migration camp on the other side of the border at this very moment, uh, along with shirts, koozies, and, you know, all those other little trinkets. Um, this is like when liberals claim that there was no evidence the wildly generous federal unemployment benefits passed into law last year because of the pandemic lockdowns were functioning as a disincentive for people to return to the workforce. I mean, why would they want to? Um, of course they were, um, people admitted they were reluctant to work for that very reason. And I had even personally heard people say that very same thing. I can make more money sitting at the house. Um, foreigners south of the border want to come here because of all the entitlements and welfare we offer. Biden campaign on an open door, uh, on an open border. He has now opened the border that was previously somewhat closed, and it's not a mystery that all of those people would have heard the invitation. This is cause and effect. Biden is the cause. The overrun border is the effect. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but I, I, I th it's because he's a nice guy. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a real nice guy. Real nice guy. Um, I don't remember seeing any Trump T-shirts south of the border, you know, when Trump was in no, the No, because we were holding up the border and being like, okay, you're going to come in, you're going to come in the right way. You know? Like, <laughs> no, it's not uh, Orange Man's fault. <laughs> oh, Orange Man. I mean, go ahead. Wipe <laughs> that stuff off your face. Uh, you know. um, so then that, and then that dives into... Um, you know, it kind of goes along with the narrative because we're going to have to, if you're going to let these individuals into the country, we're going to have to take care of them. You're not going to let them in and they're just not going to be taken care of. So Biden and uh, Democrats are rigging health care to make us more dependent on the government. This is a, another Washington Examiner story by old Chip Roy. Oh, Chip. Um, says, yeah, you I know, know Chip, Chip. Uh, you know, from, from back in the day. Chip Ahoy. Um, yeah, Chippehoy Roy, they called him in high school. <laughs> um, one of the worst aspects of the massive federal government bureaucracy is that so many of its actions on incredibly consequential matters can fly under the radar. Such is the case with the Biden administration's recent attack on health care. Since Biden took office, a great deal of public attention has been on major issues facing the public, such as the southern border enhanced COVID-19 regulations, and foreign policy. Yet one of the biggest overhauls to our country is happening right under our noses with minimal mention from the corporate news media. This month, the Democrats in the House and Senate have quietly begun to unroll the Biden administration's scheme to upend your health care and, in doing so, have made the biggest changes to the Affordable Care Act since its passage just in time for the law's 11th anniversary. On top of all the pork in the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package, the Democrats 
inserted in expansions to the Affordable Care Act, funds for states to expand their medical program or Medicaid programs, and crony capitalist schemes, none of which will do anything to fix the underlying problems with our healthcare system that led to these Band-Aid fixes to begin with. Um, Democrats' so-called American Rescue Plan includes three major problems for your health care. Expanding ACA subsidies, expanding Medicare, and fully covering COBRA costs. Make no mistake, these provisions will do far more harm than good by expanding the flaws of a broken health care system and sticking consumers and future generations with the bill. Nothing comes without a price. This, these things have to be paid for. And, you know, just as a sidebar, when these people, you know, especially now that they've lowered the uh, massive tax that they want to hit people with down to people who are earning, uh, they, they're wor- working to pass it, the people who are earning $200,000 a year, where do you think these people are going to end up going? And when they go, then who's going to pick up the tax bill? I wonder who. Um, ACA subsidies meant to lower the cost of health insurance for some were initially reserved for people who earn less than 400% of the federal poverty level. But even with the cap in place, regulations caused premiums to skyrocket from 2013 to 2017 and hiked up average monthly premiums by about 60%. Um, Democrats have now eliminated the income cap that limits who is eligible for ACA subsidies, which translates to government dependence for at least 11 million people. Though the subsidy expansions are temporary under the bill and expire after two years, we know nothing in government, especially in healthcare, is temporary. The big winners here are not the people, patients, or doctors, but rather the crony capitalists who lined their pockets with bad health care policy. And the price tag to do so, the expanded tax credits alone are slated to increase federal deficits by about $34 billion over 10 years. Um, and, and the Medicaid expansion is yet another way Democrats will plan to seek uh, to create more dependence on government. In another temporary two-year expansion, Democrats would sick taxpayers with the cost of both existing Medicaid enrollees and the full cost of expanding Medicaid. While this policy is aimed at enticing states that haven't yet expanded, such as Texas, to do so now, this is really a way to drive people into a deficient government-run health care model by making private insurance plans even more expensive for able-bodied adults. It's ridiculous. There's no such thing as a free lunch or, despite the wishful thinking of many in our political sphere, free health care. Someone has to pay for it, and that is just a freaking fact. Under Democrats' plan that that someone else will be the health insurance consumers who manage to stay off the government dole, Democrats' plan to also limit uh, plans also limits the amounts household pay for health care to more than eight point five percent of income and increases subsidies for low income consumers. Um, this may sound nice, but it won't change the actual cost of the coverage. It merely shifts the burden to those who choose not to pay for an Obamacare plan 
or who do not qualify. And if if that weren't bad enough, Democrats' health care plan also forces the taxpayer to foot the bill for the job-destroying tyranny of state and local COVID lockdowns. The rescue plan provides tax-free, 100% cost coverage for COBRA premiums for six months for anyone who has involuntarily lost their job or received reduction in hours, a lot of which is being driven by long delays in reopening. So instead of making governors and local businesses deal with the natural backlash of their politicized pandemic policies, Democrats are providing yet another federal cash infusion to cushion the blow. While the new changes will be sold as a way to expand coverage, they will actually force millions more to depend on government while keeping the private market from competing to bring down the cost. This will only soften the ground for renewed calls for socialized medicine in the future, bringing us just one step closer to Medicare for all. Because that's exactly what they want. Eleven years ago, the ACA took the trouble uh, took a troubled but competitive-driven and care-focused healthcare system and further poisoned it with an injection of government bureaucracy and crony capitalism. But Obamacare was never really the core of our healthcare problem. The entire rigged healthcare system was and still is. Real patient-centered reforms are those that put people first. For example, uh, my personalized CARE Act would supersede COBRA and the Democrats' full coverage by allowing employers to contribute to a health savings account for their employees, still receiving a tax benefit while allowing their employees to choose and keep the health care options that best fit their needs. People deserve real reforms, not policies that further break the system, bloat government payrolls, and pave the way for socialized friggin' medicine. And I thought that was a really good report by our old Chip Ahoy Roy. Yeah. Because um, people should be friggin' outraged. This has to be paid for. Yes, we want people to be taken care of. And people, there's some, there's people, individuals that, that actually need it. Thanks, Moxie. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, Moxie. Come back and see us. Um, but, you know, you can't force this down people's throat, and we don't need socialized medicine. Well, if we we got to watch every step these people. Medicare take. is not going to work for all anyway, because you know Medicare, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, health institutions will not take it. A lot of doctors will not take it because you know the government negotiates such a low fee that these doctors and these hospitals can can right. charge. Uh, they end up having to write off a lot of what they normally charge if they take a Medicare patient. And so if the whole, if the whole country was on Medicare, I don't, you know, uh, and there's been reports before that a lot of doctors would just, you know, either go somewhere else or change professions because if, yeah. And and I don't want want somebody, I'm sorry. I I don't want somebody working on me. That's not really happy with, you know, uh, their life and, 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 and that right. they feel like that they're not making the income that, I mean, you know, I know it seems like an awful lot to go to a doctor today. I mean, good Lord, just, just to walk yeah. in the door mm-hmm. and see somebody for, uh, I know when I go see my doctor, I mean, it, it's a hundred and something dollars and I swear I only see him about 10 minutes. I see the nurse longer than I see the doctor, but just think if they get into a position where they have to start lowering lowering the standards for 
the physicians that they bring into the system. Well, yeah, that's that's what they'll end up doing. They'll end up having to lower the standards and take people maybe that are less experienced. Um, but, you know, do you, you want a less experienced brain surgeon or a heart surgeon? Or, uh, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things wrong with that so plan. Says here on your resume, you were in charge of safety down at uh, Burgers uh, Joint down the street. Uh, you did a good job. You got uh, you got a safety award every year. Well, yeah, so. and, and I was in charge of the first aid kit, you. so you know I, I could. I, no, well, <laughs> I mean, Larry, come on in. Um, there's no reason why you can't uh, you know be the head nurse in charge. <laughs> Um, you know, do you know how to do in, insurrection? I mean, injections. I can, I can I mean, squeeze some bactine on you and slap a bandaid on it. Well, okay, you're hired right <laughs> away. And bring one of those burgers in with you, if you don't mind. Oh, bless you. That was my roommate, Paul. Um, he, he, he's pretty wild. Oh, you, might want, you might want to check on him there. He's all right. Eric? Okay. Uh, you just don't want to hear one of my sneezes. <laughs> Yeah, I do them on purpose. Um, but that—that's yeah, exactly. It's, slightly, it's uh, they're misrepresenting that whole, um, that whole healthcare program that they're they're talking about, and it sounds good for people who don't have health insurance. And I know there we have to figure out a way, you know, for for people to have some coverage, but to make everybody fall under that system is just not going to work not going to work. And, um, I, I don't know. That's, but that's, that's who they're, that's who they're targeting. That I, I believe that's their audience is people who, who don't have health care, And then they make people who have, you know, good healthcare plans look bad. And, uh, you know, it, it just makes, makes their plan seem that much more attractive to, to those that don't have it. So, but you know, some healthcare is yeah. better than none. Yeah, I mean, yeah, slightly dressed uh, up. I mean, we could go down and be mules. I mean, as long as I didn't, you know, I can carry it in a vehicle or something and not have to. Uh, you know, well, you, you better make sure you have uh, plenty of have it internally. Well, Clint Eastwood did it for a good long time. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and he 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 didn't even cop cop a plea on that. He just took. Uh, took him to prison. So I, I'm guilty. Take me on. But yeah, if, if you're going to yeah. move to Mexico, you know, that's a funny thing. You, know, you you said that slightly about moving to Mexico because there was a time probably 20, gosh, 20, 30 years ago, um, you could read articles that a lot of uh, people were retiring in this country and they were taking their money and moving to, to places in Mexico. Um, there were certain cities that they would advertise as being great for Americans with, you know, a modest retirement income because you go down there and then you're almost a millionaire. Uh, but yeah. with that climate that Mexico's in, I can't, I can't even imagine it's safe for Americans to live down there now. Um, yeah, I mean, I like a good taco and, and I wouldn't mind some tequila either. So um, just be careful with the worm. I mean, really. <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I would uh, venture into Mexico now. No, no, no. I mean, unless we wore a Biden shirt, I guess we could pretty much be, you know, like get whatever we wanted. Hmm. Yeah. Well, 
they turn you into one of those mules and, uh, you know, they don't always make you carry the drugs on your back. Donkey. <laughs> yeah, well, that would that'd be horrible. <laughs> Here's what you do when you get to Los Angeles. Uh, I didn't know it was going to hurt like that. I think this will be the last time of my 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 employment with you. I mean, there was horror stories uh, several years ago about people uh, smuggling cocaine. They'd swallow these little bags, and, and sometimes they would burst. In, in their stomach. Cocaine is a hell of a um, drug. Um, yeah, wow. did you hear? You heard the story about them packing them on the cornflakes, right? Yeah, I think you were talking about uh, that the other night. Yeah, the cocaine cornflakes. I mean, can you imagine sitting down to eat that for breakfast? Uh, yeah, your kids are all uh, jumping uh, around the kitchen <laughs> and throwing things and tearing up yeah. the furniture. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, a true story. I, I can't yeah. imagine that being a being an ideal breakfast. Well, I don't know how they were going to extract the cocaine from the flakes. I'm sure there's a way, um, but the, the cornflakes were very generic. I think they just said cornflakes. Well, they could so, just probably uh, grind them and sift flakes, them, so. and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just getting a lot of brand in with this high. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'd probably take raisin brand, like the real yeah. stuff, not not anything cocaine or drug laced or, <laughs> or frosted flakes, as Tony the Tiger would say. There, girl. If they put the yeah, cocaine I, on raisin brand, Eric, you know, you might get a couple of raisins stuck in there somewhere. But. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, that would, um, but I think I'll probably stick with Lucky Charms and, oh, you know, and tricks and delicious. Yes, um, <laughs> you know, and Honey Nut Cheerios and, oh, and Kellogg's Special K. Oh, Special K. Well, now they do something with those, too. Or Fruity so Pebbles. They could oh, put it on yeah, Mini Wheats, you know, because Mini Wheats ha- have the... Uh, I think I'd pass on that. I think you can stuff little bags up inside the middle of those little wheat biscuits. Um, or cookie crust. Like we're trying to figure oh. out a way to smuggle drugs into the country. I don't know if that's very- I mean, really, uh, cancel. <laughs> don't cancel, give the, cancel. Uh, the drug cartels any ideas. That's right. Uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, and if you want to contact somebody about that, Mr. Cartel, uh, here's the number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go down the go down the hole. What's your, um, what, what, what's your number, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> or um, <laughs> I, I think that might be a story for the for the tall tails in the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, they go deep in the hole on that one. Uh, woo uh, Yeah, well, you know, they could smuggle them in a whole batch of potatoes, Robert. Um, you know, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be anything. You bore a hole, I guess. I hope he hasn't went solid on us. I mean, his friend Laura was in the chat. Yeah. He said, I don't think so. I, I, I'm not encouraging you to do it, Robert. You can bore a hole in that potato um, and, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or well, or corn uh, cob, whatever works. Oh, yeah, those are dangerous. Um, all right. Well, indeed. Well, yeah, that's all. <laughs> so I do we want to talk morning. about drugs anymore, Dennis? <laughs> I mean, I, I wish we wouldn't. I'm having flashbacks as it is. Uh, <laughs> they put on a little Hendrix. Okay, starting to starting to sweat. Purple haze. <laughs> well. Eric, you, uh, I guess, where are we? We're time wise. Yeah, we're about, about in that, that time frame. Eric, do you want to, uh, right. promo some people? Well, first? um, well, I'm ready to plug the shows, but of course, I mean, I am very appreciative of 
uh, of like the turnout I saw on the, the appreciation day for me, like from the chit chat with the old man show this morning to the John DeVito show and the two episodes of Cummings culture, as well as um, the slightly serious show. And, and of course the, the trice talk show tonight. And, and I know it'll continue over on the, the, the remaining hour of the forgotten tunes. And, and I'm sure Robert will probably continue that on, on his show after Chris turns in for the night and you are doing a show tonight, correct, Robert? Huh. Um, and th- thank, thank you, Laura. You're amazing too. Um, but, He's not sure but, but before I go on to plug shows, I'm definitely going to certainly extend thank yous, of course, to those who joined the live cast tonight, including BP49 and, and Jess Duck, as always, as well as Moxie and James from The Slightly Serious Show, Robert from The Mr. Clean Show, Lara from Communication Station, as well as Chris from The Forgotten Tunes, Light Bright, you know, Corey Dot Rock from the, the Green Room Podcast, Elgato himself, a.k.a. Homeboy88, Dose, Rome, and Pink Squirrel from Whose Podcast Is This Anyway, and many other friends who passed through tonight's live show. And thank you to the friends who are listening to this published episode on download as well. Um, but here on Podbean Live, you've got a great lineup of shows and, and friends that I'm confident you will enjoy. Like starting next Thursday, April the 1st, Ralph William podcast returns and he's on weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern time and hopefully he's hard at work working on a new season of his Friday night sex talk with Virgineers. Stay tuned as we learn more information on on scheduling and for our morning audience you've got the chit chat with the old man show weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern part of the old man's podcast with Dina Joe and Eric franchise and and he's also got his music shows Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern time, as well as Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern and, and Sunday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, you've also got a Friday edition of the John DeVito show at 1130 a.m. Eastern time th- this Friday. So definitely be on the lookout for him. Um, Frankie D's crib, he is on, you know, fr- Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So be on the lookout for him. And hopefully Robert will be doing his Friday afternoon edition of the Mr. Clean show around 5 p.m. Eastern time. And that is followed at 7 p.m. Eastern time by the Friday edition of Cummings' Culture. And and also around 7 and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, be on lookout for Felix to do the podcast show, This WAP Doesn't Lie. And also be on the lookout around 8 p.m. Eastern time for the comedy podcast, Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea. And, and then, of course, the TGIF free-for-all edition of the Slightly Serious Show, Friday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And and throughout the weekend, be on the lookout also for Chris Unplugged and Two Peas in a Podcast on, also on Friday evenings, as well as Mysteries of the Paranormal with David and Company on Fridays. And then Saturdays, you, you have Lyrical Laxatives along with um, the It's Doomsday Podcast and the Turfy Show with John Mann and, and Mary. And, you know, and, and, and big shout outs to, to, to other great podcast shows that are on an impromptu times that I'm sure you'll enjoy. That includes Lauren Lou from Communication Station, as well as Pink Squirrels, whose podcast is this anyway show, and Coming Linga Longa here, as well as the Milk Dog 2020 show, who is on multiple times a day. And and, and I know Milk Dog is, is a big name on Podbean, lest we forget. Um, you know, and MCL 771 and... Um, and Captain Jimmy's Pirate Radio podcast, an- another good show. So, 
so so you know pod, pod being live and you know you, you will make great friends and you will find some enjoyable shows that that might be your cup of tea and uh, here's dennis lee now with how you can get in touch with tall tales of the rabbit hole and trice talk as well as where you can find previously published episodes and the the live schedule well, thank you so much, Eric, and, and thank you again. Uh, Donald Wayne, if you'd like to give Eric the clap, I think he's uh, more than deserving of it. Um, it's most appreciated to have you be yeah. a part of Trice yeah. Talk, Eric. Oh, and, really and Lars' co- collaboration show with Pink Squirrel, d- did you outsay something? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, well, cool, cool. Um, we'll definitely so- be on the lookout for that too, Lara. Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. Nice to have collaborations. Um, so, you know, if you would like to give uh, us a good old hug, just grab us and squeeze us up, uh, do that on Twitter at TristalkWGMoon. Um, and if you'd like to email us and, you know, complain or, you know, send Donald Wayne photos or, you know, talk about anything, do that on Tristalk, uh 69pts at gmail.com. Um, always welcome. And, you know, go to Facebook and uh, try us talk and, and follow us there. We post um, all the shows are posted on there. A lot of the articles that we use are posted on there. And uh, you can follow us there and get updates on shows as well. And we're also on Spotify at try us talk and Amazon Music at try us talk. And that is all I believe that we're on for the moment, but more things to come. And um, we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern with impromptu shows and mini pods all the rest of the time. And Donald Wayne's been burning it up with the mini pods, and uh, they've been doing quite well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um yeah. And, and uh, if you want to get explicit, you feel the need to, you know, say a few curse words, you can come do that on Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole if you like, um, where we get uh, weird, explicit, and, you know, talk about conspiracies, abductions, probings, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday <laughs> at 9.30 p.m., eastern thereabouts and uh but no weirdos or sickos or anything like that you will be deleted and not welcome back none other than the host but, yeah exactly I, I can get as weird as i want um but i will keep my clothes on um well and look we, we love you we thank you and we couldn't do it without you Thank you for letting us enjoy what we do. Yes, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. And thank you again, Eric, for all that you do with us here at TriStock. Thank you. Love you. God bless you, everybody. And and I think a correction on what Laura said, it's called Did You Say Something? Hopefully, if if we mispronounce it, we we do apologize for any mistakes. Okay. All right. Um, And we want to wish everybody a very blessed weekend and and look look forward to TriStock and and Tall Tales and other, other shows coming back soon. All right. Well, as Chris Isaac gets uh, keyed up here, a closing thought for tonight is keep your face towards the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. That's 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 a good policy. All right. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks again, everybody. And uh, Dennis Lee, you got that switch in your hand? I'm going to flick it right <laughs> now, Donald Wayne. Stay safe, everybody. Later. Make me dream of